you know, I can never think about or even consider suicide. I have to see this life thing all the way through to its end. And not that I've ever thought about it. Um, I just, you know, oh, I'm reading a book where it's, it was mentioned, which was, which has caused me to think about it, but I can totally see why, um, somebody who goes through all this suffering, all this anguish, all this depression and illnesses and all of these things, um, would contemplate it. And, um, you know, I, I can even imagine how as life gets as you get older and you've lived and experienced your youth and you know life has passed you by you know life becomes more stale more dull and perhaps that that's why you might want to consider it um but i think that's why um it's so important to enjoy your youth and and live it to the fullest and then in in old age is when you dedicate your time to the next generation, you know, to your children, to your grandchildren, so they can and pass on your wisdom to them. So you, so in a sense, you become immortal through them, and you leave your legacy with them. Um, yeah, you know, it's a very strange thing, and 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 a very tumultuous thing that life is. You know, it's a beautiful thing, and. As I look outside of my window and see the trees and see the grass and see the beautiful sky, it, it only serves to, um, to, to emphasize how beautiful life is, you know. But it's also filled with terrible, terrible anguish. And most of that is internal. Most, most, of, most of the feelings of distraught are, are feelings that you place upon yourself. You know, they're feelings that um they're feelings that aren't necessarily tangible or even real. They're 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 made up um by yourself for yourself. Only you can be your own, your worst enemy. And yes, you know, illnesses might affect you and they might torment you. Um but they're only temporary. And I, I and when all is said and done, the, the mind is the most powerful thing. So, you know, there's that. Um, on another note, <laughs> I saw this post on Instagram. And it was about this, this, this lady who got gifted or commissioned to do a work. Um, and she was given $84,000 to do this work. And she, she, she created um, or she handed back a blank canvas and titled the work, Take the Money and Run. And I just thought that was hilarious and some true visionary shit. <laughs> because, yeah, hey, with the way art has been going lately and the way that people have just been painting nonsense into a canvas, hey, at this point, anything is considered art, even if it's a blank canvas. You know, leave that shit up to the imagination or something. Um, it's, a, it's, a, it's an interesting thing. I wonder. I wonder where art is going to go from here, you know. You know, it's 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 a, it's been a big, big change, uh, and art and painting. I mean, painting in itself has taken a complete whole turn. I mean, there's people who their body is their canvas and they paint themselves, and that's considered a painting. Or, or they will stand in front of their work and let themselves be 
abused and, and tortured and um, humiliated for the sake of art, which is which is art in and of itself. I mean, it, well, what is art if not creativity? And what is more creative than ha having yourself be um, humiliated and and um, and just completely, you know. Just completely taken advantage of for the sake of art, you know. <laughs> but yeah, I hope everybody listening to this is having a wonderful morning. Um, today it is September 30th, payday, as I like to call it. <laughs> and um, life is great, life is great. Um, the weather is beautiful. The sky is beautiful. The sun is shining like no other. Um, they say, uh, I keep keep having people mention to me that Mercury is in retrograde or whatever that means. I, I guess that's supposed to be a bad thing. But honestly, I've never felt more alive in my life. So if this Mercury in retrograde is a thing, it must not affect everybody the same way because... My, um, my life recently has, has been even better than ever. And I mean, hey, I mean, and I've been peaceful the last six months, and just lately, even the fact that I'm starting this podcast and publishing this is something that I wouldn't have done in the past. I've been filled with so much vitality, so much vigor. Like I, I truly felt like I've entered this um new stage in my life. And I've experienced that before. I've I've experienced. I don't know if anybody else has experienced this sudden sudden change of mindset, um, especially when they reach a specific age. But for me, it always happens around fall. You know, when when fall is beginning or taking place, and this happened to me first when I was when I was seventeen. It happened to me. No, when I was like 15, 16 was when it first happened to me where I broke, where I felt myself mature, mature and, and break out of my shell and uh, just begin to, to go out, begin to like experience and intake the world instead of just, you know, hide from it. So that first happened to me at that age. And then the next time I felt... um that change was when I was 18 and going into college. And that was just, that was just a different level of, of maturity was, was, which led to, um, better grades in school, more focus in school, which led to, um, more, um, me being even more social than I was in the past and me, um, being even more comfortable with myself, uh, talking to women with, with everything you know in life with um with um taking part in extracurricular activities and um trusting in my own intelligence and my own abilities and then the next time it happened was 4 years later when I was 21 years old and when I was 21 years old um although this one yeah this one did actually take place in the fall it was when I began to to draw when I began to learn about architecture and all of that stuff. Um, that was the next stage of maturity for me because if um, all of these, when I began to draw, when I when I really took a focus on that was when I 
I, when my mindset began to change into one that into one that was less wild and more analytical, more organized, more constructive, more confined. And while confined, it might be bad in some sense. In this sense, it was good because my mind before was too all over the place. It was too. It was too. Um, it was too wild. Like I like I said before, you know, I I needed a way to, I needed something to help me, um, mold it and and organize it so that I can then focus on a plan and stick to that plan, and that's exactly what I did. Um, after I learned to draw an architecture, I, I started to learn about not only and read too, because I was reading a lot during that time. I started to learn about not only strategy, but also how to be um, more meticulous, how to pay attention to detail and all of that good stuff. And that led me to and I truly believe that 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 stage was what led me to my job, my first job in advertising, which is what, you know, paved the road you know, to where I am now. Um, and this next stage is happening now, currently. So it's, a, it's an exciting time for me. And this stage, um, and now I'm 24 years old. I, I just turned 24 this month. And this stage, I feel like it's all about just like creativity. Where before I was confined and before I was organized and, and meticulous, this is about just going back to my my second stage that 18 year old stage be more wild but with the experience of of the organization you know and um i think the podcast is a perfect medium for that because it, it allows for um all of these different elements to blend together and um become one and and provide an outlet for that so this is a very exciting stage and i and i and I'm curious to see where this takes me. I'm curious to see um, where this goes. Um, and yeah, I just have to remember to stay consistent in this because this is this is not it's not easy for me. This is this is very weird. It just I usually I usually do think to myself a lot, but to be able to to have to talk out loud about it, it's it's a different. I feel like it's a different form of of expression, because while I am using the same words um in my head i i have more room for a mistake whereas in a podcast you know i understand that people might be listening to this and and that um i have to um make less errors and be more entertaining in a sense um whereas when i'm talking to myself you know it, it really doesn't matter to me so truly a truly a unique thing and it's this is not an easy thing to do like it takes days for me to even have the the inspiration to even come on here and talk like i do now like um um you know, do now you know because this is just you know sometimes i have no idea what to talk about sometimes it's like shit is like all over the place um but another thing that i do want to talk about is vaccines I do want to talk about vaccines and I want to talk about everything that's going on right now um, with people losing their jobs, people quitting um, all because of these vaccine mandates. And um, this is a conversation that I've had with friends 
which is why I understand both points of view. Um, and I am, I should preface by saying that I am vaccinated. Um, both vaccines were Pfizer. And um, while, I, while I did get vaccinated for a long time, I didn't want to. And the reason I didn't want to was because I didn't know enough. I've, I, I had heard all these stories about what was going on. Um, I had heard doctors coming out and speaking against the vaccine. I had heard um, researchers and scientists um, not speaking so fondly about it. I watched a video in where somebody from the CDC, you can see, you could see the fear in his eyes when he talked about the vaccine and when he talked about the, the side effects that it had. He was saying one thing, right? He, he was saying that it, it was perfectly fine, but in his eyes, he, and he was literally blinking excessively and you could tell he was nervous. You could tell he was unsure and, and he was, you could tell he was lying about what he was talking about. Um, for, for a hundred percent fact, you could tell he was lying. And that really threw me off. Like, damn, like if this guy is fucking standing up there, knowing that he's lying, but perfectly choosing to lie, which is a politician's thing. I mean, shit. I mean, he, I mean, some politicians are better than others. Some politicians lie like, fucking no tomorrow they they lie like that shit is is the truth but um that one really threw me off guard so i was really um i was really hesitant about getting the vaccine for a long time i was never anti-vax never anti-vax but i was always um on the side of i need more research i need more time to see you know how this affects people and, and so on and so forth i'm not one of those people and hey I, I applaud those people who could be the first to get the vaccine, who who um who have no fear with that with that type of thing. I mean, hey, that takes a different type of boldness, um, for me to be honest, um, but um, but all in all, I don't feel like the vaccine should be mandated. I don't feel like I feel like that goes against democracy as a whole, freedom of choice, and while you know. The arguments that I've heard is that, oh, um, freedom of choice can be taken away if it's or should be taken away if it's for the good of the rest of, you know, society or the rest of, you know, the country or the people. Um, while I do understand that point of view, um, I do understand that point of view. I still feel like that's a very touchy line. That's a very great line because, um you know, I once heard this quote um, from, from I believe it was Jordan Belfer, um, the guy who was the Wolf of Wall Street. I think it was him, or maybe it was that um, Michael Francisi from, from, from the, the Mafia, the Mafia guy. But um, he, he said something along the lines of like, once you, once you cross the boundary, right? Once you, once you do one immoral thing, one immoral act, you then feel comfortable enough to do another one, then another one, until the moral acts go from small things to bigger things and bigger things, and 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 they scale up in nature. So that is to say that if the government feels like oh, once the government feels like they can take away people's rights and liberties, as long as they mask it under the good of of the rest of of 
of us or the rest of the country, then then they could then they could easily take advantage of that. Then they could easily just continue to do that and continue to mask it under the good of society. And not to say that they haven't done that in the past, as I'm sure they have, but I feel like that's something we can't let them get away with. We can't let them um take be able to take advantage of that. That's too much power and democracy is anti power for one person, you know, for, for one group or one one organization or individual, whatever the case may be. So it's a very it's a very touchy subject. Yes, I do feel like people should be vaccinated, but the I don't feel like they should be forced. What I would do if I was in that situation, if I was in politics, is set up campaigns to actually educate people to to destigmatize the bad things that they have been seeing in the press and in the news and and, and online. You know, instead of offering people a fucking burger from Shake Shack like they was literally doing in fucking New York, how about you set up a campaign to actually inform people, to actually educate people? Damn, I know people are stupid, but I don't think they're that stupid that they're not willing to 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 learn and and take a chance with this. So, yeah, like, you know, fuck the like, yes, you can still keep the hundred dollar incentives and stuff like that, but focus more on the education Focus more on actually actually bringing the people to come to a decision for themselves instead of just relying on others because this will only lead to the to the to the ruin of the economy if we continue to lose employees if freaking healthcare workers don't want to come in. I saw some article seventy thousand healthcare workers fired because of this seventy thousand. Do you know how much people that is? Do you know how much people, how much lives are going to be affected because of those people quitting? Beyond um, the vaccine, beyond the coronavirus, like there's people who um, have other problems going on where they need these healthcare workers, you know, to help them, you know, whether it be cancer, whether it be fucking tuberculosis or whatever it is. Um, people, they need these people, you know, even more than the coronavirus. Uh, things, you know, like they need these people. So it's a very, um, very touchy, very touchy subject. And I hope that they figure out, um, I hope that they figure something out and I hope that they don't, I hope that whatever they do, they don't cause a, another, um, shift between the country. It's funny. It's like, it's like a pattern. It's like a pattern keeps occurring. Every time there's a new president, right? When, when it was um, when it was Trump who was president, everything you know, and this was before the coronavirus. It was a it was a war between the races, black versus white, right? That was when Black Lives Matter was at its highest, was at its peak. Um, all these things going on with the George Floyd, with the, all of these things going on, um. All these things going on, you know, a lot of issues between the black and the white communities. Now there's another war going on. And it's the war between the anti-vax people and the and the people who get the vaccine. It's like, it's like we can't escape this shit. Every time there's a fucking new president, it's some new problem, it's some new um, distraction, you know. Instead of working together, we're always at odds. We're always opposites. <laughs> 
And it's like the same people who were fighting against each other in the Trump era are now banded together and fighting against another group of people in this era. It's like, bro, what is going on? Like, these these politicians cannot um, hold unity. They cannot stick together. It's it's honestly troubling. And Joe Biden is <laughs> he's not doing a good job. This guy is is reckless. This guy has a very bad use of language, a very bad use of the the English um the English language says things that he definitely should not and it's just overall just overall out of touch, out of sync and and totally going against his word, you know, typical politicianship. So, it's it's very troubling to hear that. Um so, you know, who knows where the fuck we're gonna be going <laughs> who knows but yeah so you know all of these issues going on and all of these things going on but i hope that people are still remaining positive i hope that people are still um depending on on their logical part of the brain instead of their emotional side um and making decisions that are the right decisions are good decisions and just overall just enjoying life you know like life should not be this messy it should not be this um should not be this crazy we're only here for a short time so let's enjoy it let's not fight against one one another let's not let's not just be attacking one another you know whether words or verbally um let's stop this violence and let's stop this all these things and let's try to work together let's try to actually make make our time here worthwhile and and help each other like everybody's struggling everybody's going through some sort of difficulty like you know money is hard out here the economy is is, is shit fucking inflation is, is crazy like we this is not a time for us to be fighting fighting one another it's just not so all in all i'll end it here and i hope that everybody's having a good morning again and i hope that you're um doing the things that you love, that you're, you're surrounded by the people you love, and that you're chasing your dreams, you know. Um, so, yeah, have a good rest of your morning. I'm signing out. Peace.